Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Power Talks with your hosts, Kiara and Antonika. I will be your main host for today's session. Today's topic of discussion is the gap between mothers and daughters, part two. We will be continuing the conversation from the mother's point of view. Mothers, if you would like to introduce yourselves, you can go ahead. Hello, everyone. My name is Naomi. I'm a mother to a three and a half year old daughter, and I also work in payroll and HR. Thank you for that. What about you, Coach Andrea? Hi, everybody. My name is Andrea. I am a mother to a 24-year-old daughter, um, and I am in uh, intake and assessment for mental health and a student at Rice University. Okay, thank you for that. So we're just going to dive right into it. For those who are listening, the questions are going to be pretty much the same as the first episode, but um, we're going to reverse it and be asking the mothers because it is from their point of view. So the first question I want to ask you guys is, what is your relationship with your daughters like? Is it a close relationship? You know, what are the parts you like about it? Or if there are parts you don't really like about it, just share. Um, Angela, you can start us off. Yeah, I think um, the relationship with my daughter is cool. She's 24 years old. So the dynamics with regards to having a daughter that age um, is very different than having a daughter who is 10 or 11. Um, It can be challenging at times because now at 24, you know, um, young lady. So they have a mind of their own. So you just have to pretty much allow them to, you know, step out on their own, make their own decisions and kind of grow as a person. So um, I talk to my daughter every day, um, whether it's by phone or by text. And I would say that if there's something that she needs, she doesn't hesitate to ask. Okay, uh, that's very good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. What about you, Naomi? Um, I have a great relationship with my daughter. She's a preschooler now, almost kindergartner. Um, Our relationship is, um, the dynamics are different as she's really young. But, um, you know, I try to give her as much choices as possible, have boundaries, help her make, you know, um, decisions within the boundary, of course, um, you know, and, um, you know, listen to her, be open-minded. I really believe in conscious parenting. So that's the type of stuff I try to do with her, um, you know, talk to her, you know, as within her limitations of her understanding of certain situations on, you know, doing certain things, not doing certain things and that sort of stuff. So I definitely try to give her all the options and choices. Yes, definitely. Um, a follow-up question to that is, do you think that your daughters would say the same? The way you just described the relationship you have with your daughter, do you think that she would say the same or something similar? I believe so. Um, you'd probably say that her mother's a little bit nutty at times, but that's kind of what mothers do. They're protective of their daughters, right? Um, but I would I would think that my daughter would say the same Okay, that's very good. Um, what about you, Naomi? Yeah, I would just agree with that, what Andrea has said. I think that generally, like, my daughter knows mom is pretty cool. Mom, you know, lets me do things and gives me choices and is open and that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I would have to say the same thing as well. Okay, so the next question I have for you is, does your daughter understand you at and do you understand your daughter? So do you guys 
understand each other. It sounds like you got, sounds like you ladies have a great relationship with your children, but do you think that there's a mutual understanding between the both of you? Naomi, you can start us off with that one. Um, I think so to a certain extent, because obviously, you know, the age where my daughter is at, you know, it's I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it now. So I try to obviously do things within the boundaries and let her know, you know, we can't have everything that we want. My daughter, my daughter has a hard time at dealing with patience. She doesn't know how to be patient. She told me, mommy, I don't like waiting. So I think to a certain extent, she does understand. Um, you know, as, as we get older, we, you know, she'll understand more and yeah. So I, I do think she does understand me to her, the extent um, that she could. That's understandable. Um, what about you, Andrea? Um, it's, you don't always have to let the decisions that your child makes at that age. I, I don't sugarcoat things. So I think she has a good understanding in terms of where I'm coming from. And I have a, a good understanding of where she's coming from. There might be gaps in that because of the age difference and the different generational stuff that she may think I don't totally understand where she's coming from. But actually, it's, it's not that different. So um, it's just a matter of how it's communicated to to her and, and, and how, you know, we both take it when we have those conversations. Okay, that sounds great. You guys both sound like great mothers. I just wanted to add that in there. You both sound like you have great parenting skills that seem to be working for your child. But I want to know what influenced your parenting skills? Like, what was it something that you learned from your parents? Did you take what your parents did with you and use that? Or did you look at what your parents did with you and say, you know what, that didn't work for me, so I'm going to do something different? Um, Andrea, you can start us off with that one. I think it's a mix of both for me. Um, I think for me, I um, took the good in terms of what I enjoyed as um, with regards to what my parents did for me and tried to implement that with raising my kids. And then the things that I didn't necessarily like, I, I kind of not necessarily put it to the side, but didn't really utilize it um, as much as, as, um, as much as, you know, I would have in the, in the thing. So, so I would say that taking a mixture of both of what, um, you know, and, and I think again, with the generational changes, right? So as you, as we grow as parents, what our parents would have done before didn't necessarily always work for us. So we have to find different ways back in the day. You couldn't have a conversation with your parents all the time. Your parents would, when your parents say, this is what you have to do, there's no asking why. You ask why and you already know what you're going to get. But I think for 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 the for kids, for my kids, um, if they ask why, then I try to be open-minded and give them the opportunity um, to you know, voice their own opinions, speak their mind, and then, you know, have a logical conversation so that there's an understanding between me as a parent and them as my children. That sounds amazing. Um, anyone who's listening, take tips from these two mothers because this is just amazing. Um, what about you, Naomi? Um, just to just piggyback off what Andrea said, I agree 100%. Um, 
coming from you know a different country and like my parents the way they they do things and the different generations there were certain things that I felt like they did really really well and I feel like there were certain things that they could have improved on and I kind of took a bit a bit of both I'm really on this journey of conscious parenting and that's really what I implement with my my child and I find that it works you know uh, having those conversations like I, I remember, like Andrew mentioned it, when you want to do something, I would want an explanation of why I couldn't do something. That was something as a child I always wanted. And my mom never gave me that. So when my daughter asks me for things and I say no, and she says why, I don't get upset. I speak to her and I explain to her why I don't feel like she should do it. You know what I mean? If I do something wrong, like I was so frustrated a couple of days ago and I said something to my, I started yelling and my daughter said, mommy, use your inside voice. And for me, like how dare she tell me that but at the same time i understood it's because that's what i've taught her that we don't need to yell we need to speak to one another and even though i'm the adult and i am her mother uh, i shouldn't be yelling i should be speaking to her in a firm voice even if i don't want her to do something or whatever and the fact that she told me that she really got me together and i was like wow it was really a it was a teaching moment for me to remind me and be like okay no that's not right so just taking the best of both worlds you know because they did do excellent excellent things our parents you know but there were also some things that they needed to do better on and that's really what I'm trying to do just a combination of both yeah that's that was that was that sounded very cute and like that was that was cute <laughs> telling you to use your inside voice oh, yes. reverse for a second yeah and I just wanted to add into what you said like that is very true. I feel like sometimes um, parents, you know, a lot of like me now, I'm 19 years old and sometimes when I ask my mom, like, can I go somewhere? Or can I do something? And sometimes she just says no. And like, there's no explanation behind it. I'm just like, okay. I mean, like, no, because, because personally my head, I'm not seeing, you know, I may not see how she sees things. So in my head, I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with me going here. I don't see anything wrong with me doing this but when she doesn't necessarily when she doesn't fully like express her thoughts as to why you know some why she chose what she chose then it gets me it gives me a little like confused um so i just wanted to ask you guys another question do you feel like the relationship that you have with your mother affect the relationship you have with your child now with your daughters i would absolutely agree i would say yes yes absolutely um, I always make sure that, um, you know, the, the, the gaps that I feel that I may or may not have with my mother, I try to, you know, fill those gaps with my daughter. So I always make sure that, um, you know, communicate daily, um, whether it's by text message or picking up the phone call, um, you know, trying to organize those little, you know, wouldn't say necessarily getaways, but just alone time with you know, my child, um, he doesn't live at home right now, so it's a little bit difficult, but, you know, just making sure that the connection is all there. I, I'm in a situation where my biolog biological mother passed away when I was seven, I was seven years old, so I was fortunate to get another mother who raised um, her place here. So with me, there are, there are definite areas in terms of trauma for a very, very long time. I thought that I was going to die. So everything that we were doing, I ensured that I was there no matter what, because I wanted them to always remember. I, I try my best to fill those gaps. 
Thank you for sharing that. I know it might not have been easy, but I'm very appreciative that you're being open because other people listening can really learn from what you both are saying. Um, Naomi, what's your answer? Definitely. So I grew up with my biological mother and uh, she's still in my life. Um, and we're very, very close, but it wasn't like this when we were, when I was growing up. So I just kind of look back at my expectations and um, what I felt like I needed and kind of uh, make ensure that that's not what the relationship I have with my daughter, but just having that open and communication and asking her what she needs. And as she gets older, just ensuring that I'm giving her what she needs. And, you know, I think asking somebody, what is it that you need from me? Instead of thinking that you're doing what it is that they need from you type thing, you know, um, we all have different ways of receiving love. So, you know, if your child's receiving love is not the way you give it, I would kind of even, um, pivot myself to ensure that I'm doing what it is that they need from me. You know, um, parental relationships have a huge impact on our lives. Probably one of the biggest impacts on our lives, especially mother, daughter, you know, even, um, daughters, um, father so I just think it's important to know that you know but also knowing that even if you didn't have a good relationship with your uh, parents that you could be a good parent as well you could be a better parent as well you could do better you know I don't think it will be detrimental if that relationship was not good but knowing how to work on it and do better for your own children and just to piggyback off of what you were sorry guys just to piggyback off what you were saying in terms of your child or your daughter may ask you for something and we'll say no, or we'll say yes. Yes, we have their back 100%. But I think sometimes for me, just because you ask for it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to give it to you. Because yes. I think sometimes as, you know, young adults, young kids, they don't necessarily understand, you know, kind of like they can't see, they can't see the future in terms of we've lived it already. And I think that's something that as, as we've grown up and now have kids, that's the part that I think we've missed with our parents. Exactly like what you're saying about your mother, you're 19 and your mother didn't let you go and didn't give you a reason why you couldn't go. That was the same thing with my parents. You, They would give you a little bit of a rope as they felt you were mature enough to do that, right? So back in those days, we didn't have cell phones, like how you guys have cell phones and it's, you guys are easily accessible. How I used to do it, if I was on the road, Basically, I would pick up a payphone. I would make a collect call. Hey, mom, we're okay. Click. And that was it. And that would might be one today. Now we're texting our kids. I think sometimes we're, we're a bit maybe overprotective. And yes, need to give you guys a space for mature. But I think because of the way that technology is and social media is, we're, we're more protective of, um, of our kids. And I think that's part of the reason why we may say no because we can see what, where certain things may lead. And also, my son wanted, for example, to take the car and go somewhere yesterday. But he hadn't finished his schoolwork. He hadn't done his chores. He hadn't done what he was, what I asked him to do. So I took my key and said, you're not using my car. So until you do what you're supposed to do, I'm not going to give you that privilege. So I think with saying yes and with saying no, there comes responsibility from both sides and as well as maturity. 
I agree. And to piggyback off of what you said about, you know, back when you were younger and kids now, part of the reason I feel parents are overprotective more now is because the way society is, you know, you could let your, I'm sure back in the day, you could let your child go out all day long and it would be fine. But now there's so many different things that you need to be worrying about. You know, who are they going to be with? Where are they going to be? Any, like, if you watch the news, you can clearly see it's not safe for kids to just be out and about by themselves anymore, which is part of the reason that parents are way more hesitant than they might have been when they were younger. But um, also what I wanted to touch on um, with the asking why, when children ask why, I feel as parents, it's not disrespect. Because I know some parents might say, oh, well, you're asking why, you shouldn't be asking why, just do what I say. But curiosity is human nature. Naturally, as humans, we are curious and we like to have answers to questions. And when you give a reason why, your child can understand more and they can say, okay, well, I can't do this because because of this and that makes sense. But when you just say no, it doesn't make sense to them. And they say, well, I think it makes sense. So I'm going to go and do it anyways. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on, um, Coach Andrea, you said that parents know things that the child might not always know because they already lived through it or they can see something that we can't see. And I've had many experiences where I have had to learn that the hard way, experiences where my mom has told me something and I didn't listen because I, I didn't know what she was talking about, but I ended up learning afterwards. One of the ones that come to the top of my head is when I wanted to go to school with my hair out. And she said, Kiara, don't go to school like that. Put your hair up or something. I didn't listen to her. And now I have the picture that proves it every single time that I should have listened to her because my hair did not look as good as I thought that it did. And my mom could see that, but I couldn't. So I definitely, definitely agree with what you said on that topic. Uh, does anyone have any follow-up things to say to that before I move on? Yeah, I also just wanted to add something. Um, I think it's also important that like parents to share their actual like experiences to, with their kids. Obviously, it depends like probably their age or you know maturity level, whatever. Um, but I think it's, to some extent, it's important that parents share like their childhood or you know their youth years and things like that, their experiences that they had with their kids, because I think that helps us better understand like your decisions and even the reasons why you do certain things that you do, the reason why you may say no to certain things. Um, I think that that would be like better. Yeah. Um, Naomi, did you have anything you wanted to add on to that? Yeah, I just wanted to add on to, I think somebody made a comment about um, parents or mothers seeing beyond the, what the kids can see. And it's so true. I've had so many experiences uh, when I was younger, even now, when my mom would say like, Naomi, this is not good or whatever. It's like they have a third eye, you know, like they just see it, you know. And it's so funny now that I'm a mom, there's certain things that I see too. And I just always parallel to my daughter. And I say, mom, like, remember when you did this? And then she'll tell me, yeah, it's exactly like that. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to add to that. But um, something we were, me and my mother were talking about this a few days ago. And sometimes, even though you can, as a mother, you can see what's going to happen, you have to just let it happen sometimes because that's the only way that they'll learn. I remember my mom told me when I was younger, I wanted to go play with, I was maybe in kindergarten and I wanted to go somewhere where they were playing with the ball, bigger kids. And my mom said, don't go over there. You're going to get hit in the face. 
and I wanted to go and she just let me go and I got hit in the face but I never went back and I listened to her after that so sometimes you just have to let things happen um but my next question would be what is something you think you as a mother could do to improve the relationship that you have with your daughter um Andrea you can start us off oh wow that's a big question I mean um I think in terms of again my daughter being 24 um she's she's an adult so in terms of improving the relationship it's it's always communication um i think that that's the way that you get past any difficulties or challenges that you that you may have with your child is communicating and i mean communicating doesn't just happen you come home and you sit down and you talk for an hour and then everything is all good sometimes communication is an ongoing process where you have to consistently have certain conversations with your child in order for them to eventually understand. For me I'm a praying mother. So I'm always praying over my kids to ensure that you know God is watching over them. So I think, you know, instilling faith and instilling um that spirituality into my kids as well is something that I think um I, I try to do, maybe not as well as I would like to, but I think if there's things I'm going to improve on with regards to, you know, my my daughter, it would be, you know, um instilling the spirituality aspect of the relationship and just ensuring that we continue to communicate the way that we do now. Definitely agree. What about you, Naomi? I have two things. So I'm going to start on the first one. For me, the first thing is patience. I find um, we set high expectation on with, especially with the age my daughter is. She's so young and we have really high expectations for kids and not realizing that their brain is not fully developed, you know? Sometimes they do things and it's just a mess and we get frustrated, we get upset, and we're not understanding that there's so much going on in the world for these for the kids, you know? And they may not be able to absorb or understand what it is that's going on and then you're frustrated because they didn't do this, they didn't do that. So just having a little bit more patience with them uh understanding that they're not adults they don't have the full brain maturity there's some adults that still cannot even wrap and understand the world so imagine putting that on a little child um number 1 number 2 it's just uh like andrea said i'm also a praying mother and i truly believe in god and just continually praying with her and just educating her you know in um god's ways you know there's a scripture in the bible i said that says train your children um in the ways and they will not depart from it just ensuring that that's constantly being there because at the end of the day I'm not there all the time I'm not there 24/7 you know my daughter goes to daycare full time she'll be going to school I cannot be there 24/7 but hoping that God is watching over her God is instilling all these things in her that when I'm not there that she can know the ways and the right ways of doing things you know so those w- those would be the two things that I would say that would improve my relationship with uh, my daughter yeah I agree with what you ladies said and before i move on to my last question i just want to ask you naomi i've heard you say that you try and do um cautious parenting can you go a little bit into detail about what that is for the listeners who don't know well conscious parenting it's um a new form of parenting i would say like it's a new age type of parenting where uh there's no um what's that word corporal punishment so there's no hitting, you know, um spanking or whatever. Uh you don't lay hands on children. It's also where you don't yell at children. Uh you speak firmly if you're upset. Uh there is no like timeouts because that is a punishment. 
um, there is positive reinforcement. Uh, there is, um, what do you call that? Um, collaborative, like collaborative, collaborative, uh, parenting with the child, getting them to be in decision-making, giving them boundaries, giving them choices. Um, that's what really conscious parenting is. And it's hard because by nature, I'm a yeller. So, um, not yelling is hard for me. So that's why, you know, my daughter will always remind me, mommy, use your inside voice. And when she yells, you know, she knows I shouldn't be yelling. And I always tell her these things. So that's really what conscious parenting is. Just being aware of this parenting style as well. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. That seems like, um, that's a very good style of parenting, especially as a child. I wish my mom would have had of heard of that when I was younger, but I have a, a, a follow-up question to that. And I'm sure other people listening might also have the question is if you don't hit your child and you don't put her in timeout and you don't necessarily punish her when she does do something that others may seem as punishable, or, you know, if your if you were growing up, your mom would punish you for it. What do you do instead? You know, after the positive reinforcement and all of that, is it just positive reinforcement? or what is it no so she she has a corner where she it's called a chill out corner where there's like activities where she can literally calm down you know mm -hmm. um i so there's no oh you you didn't do something you're gonna get a timeout it's more you're gonna go in your chill out corner and calm down and it has like sensory stuff where she can sit there and calm down it's also when she's having her tantrums and stuff i let her play it out you know if she's really rolling on the floor and she's upset, I let her deal with it. I do not interrupt it. I sit there and support her and I tell her I'm here to support you. But there's been times where she's been like rolling by the stairs and I will let her play it out. You know, I won't tell her, Amiya, stop it. I'll tell her, Amiya, I'm here to support you. You know, calm down as, as much as you need. And I let her play it out. You know, sometimes she gets real angry and she has even a pillow where she can throw on the floor and get her angries out. So those mm -hmm. are things that I do and I watch it play out. But yeah, it's really the chill out corner. It's really choices. Okay, if this is not done, then if we do this, then we can do that type of statement. So that's how, um, you know, she, yes. like if things are not done, that's how we will, we, we do it. That's very interesting. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I'm sure I've people... I've heard of, I think I've heard about it before, but I would say that I, I'm, I'm not that type of person. Yes. Um, uh, and everybody's different with regards to their parents' skills and, and how they choose to parent their child. But I would say for me, I'm definitely not. I mean, um, my children are, are, are a bit older than Naomi's, so that could why. But I definitely, um, at, at a particular time, I had seven kids living in my house. So I definitely was a yeller. Um, and that's how I got things organized for me with regards to if any one of them throw a tantrum i think that's where i would i would i would revert back to um my parents in terms of that old school parents skill because my fear would be that you're throwing a tantrum if we're in church or if we're in the mall and for me for me i would be telling my kids like this absolutely is not the right behavior for you so i for me that couldn't happen for me i i wouldn't let them play it out i'd be like pardon me you have you have words, what's going on, and be having the communication aspect of it. So yep. this is a new style of parenting that I think um, I'm learning about. But when I was parenting my kids, that's not how I parented. 
Yep, and every child is different. So a parenting style might work for one child and not the other. So it's definitely normal and okay for you know, different mothers to be doing different things as long as it's working for your child. But Absolutely. The final question I want to ask is, what is a tip that you would give mothers that are listening? And what is a tip that you would give daughters that are listening? Um, Andrew, you can start us off. Ah, a tip that I would give mothers um, is basically be strict to a point. Um, I think that kids have to experience certain things uh, because kids will leave home. And when they leave home, 19, 20, 18, to go away to university, everything that we didn't allow them to do when we were when they were home because we were being too strict, they're going to absolutely do it when they get the first opportunity. And you don't want that to be happening when they're gone away to school. You, when you're gone away to school, because you want them to have the experience prior to that, so that they're able to manage that. So again, with the giving them a little bit of rope, but then drawing it back when you think that it's appropriate as they kind of grow and mature. That would be one tip that I would give to um, parents, mothers, um, and then with regards to daughters, trust your mother's dress, your mother's judgment. Um, when it comes to certain things that she will share with you. Um, trust that she knows, you know, certain things that you don't necessarily know. And I mean, I know you guys had mentioned, you know, parents need to share, you know, certain things in their childhood. Parents are going to be a little bit cautious depending on, you know, the child. Each child is different. So I think different kids are receptive to different things that you may or may not tell them. But I think generally, um, just be selective in what you in, in what you kind of tell your your child in terms of um, you know previous experiences because you don't know how they may take it. But I think explain to them trust the process of what we're trying to do with you as a you know teenager, young adult, adult. Know that it's for your for the for the best, and then I think drop those stories in selectively when it may fit the situation. Definitely. What about you, Naomi? Um, I'm going to start off the tip for daughters. Um, just know that your mother always has your best interest at heart. You know, um, in any decision that she makes, what she says, she's always looking out for you and um, looking, looking for the best outcome for you, you know, because parents just want their kids to to be successful, to be happy and that sort of stuff. So that's what I would say. Um, for uh, daughters, the tip I have for daughters is, uh, oh, that's a loaded question. Um, uh, the tip I have for mothers, um, be open in the sense that, um, there's not one way of doing things in the sense, be open with your children, um, you know, um, have the um, notion that as your kids uh, grow up in age, that there's also a, um, different ways of parenting them based on their age group and that sort of stuff. And know that there's no, there's no one size fit, fits all with your children. Different children are receptive to different things and others are receptive to other things. I totally agree. Um, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, that's all we have for you guys today. So I want to say thank you again to our guests, 
for taking the time out of the day to come and speak with us and share what they know about parenting and their opinions and whatnot. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, be sure to share this with friends and family. And don't forget to follow power to girls on Instagram at power to girls CA and at my power app. Have a burning question you want to ask? Remember to add your questions to Curious Cat.